0: Hello and welcome to the Shining Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Malmine and this to is episode 89. Paula Abdul right. would be proud. I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's alright. Hello and welcome into another episode of the show, a little later than Bill this week. But here nonetheless with you today, you have me, your host Joe Millmine, on the Shiny Bees podcast. Welcome. If you are a new listener, hello. I hope you enjoy what you find on the show today. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for joining me again. I really appreciate you sharing an hour of your week or sometimes a little bit less, hanging out with me talking all things nitty, crafty and uh, general fun. I think we like to have quite a bit of fun on the show. So the show is a little bit later than planned this week and it was for a good reason. I unexpectedly had to take my little Sanimal out of the nursery that he was in uh, because of issues basically and with no notice and find him a new Nursery, uh, which isn't is isn't the easiest thing to do. It's quite stressful. He's um he's got a speech delay as well, so he's under speech and language. So I wanted somewhere that were good with that sort of stuff too. So when you're trying to fit that in with everything else that you do, and you know school runs for other children and geographical. And traffic limitations and everything else, as well as, you know, actually finding a place, it's, yeah, it's a bit tricky. Not, you know, my ideal to-do item for Tuesday, but these things must be done. So, basically, that meant that all work for the week was shelved until today, when he's gone into his his lovely new school that he seems to like very much. I asked him, we went to visit on Thursday for a settling-in session. I said, oh, do you like it? And he went... I love it, I love it, mummy, I love it. So it went down quite well, obviously, after the hour, I had to drag him out, kicking and screaming, as you do, because they don't listen to you in public, because they know they can smell the fear. They can smell the fear. They know you're not going to kick off. They know that you're not going to, you know, give them some bollocking or... You know, make them sit on a step or anything like that, because you're in public, so you've got to like behave yourself. <laughs> and they know, they know this. So he was like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, mummy, um I'm, I'm off, I'm playing in the in the kitchen, I'm I'm done with the type thing. So he ran in happily this morning, very excited. Went and sat on the mat and and signed himself in. They've got to sign themselves in, find the name and found the sign of a big sheet of paper on the table and stuff. It just scribbled on it. Not that bothered, just like I'll just scribble here. For when I'm famous. They'll be, you know, they be selling this on when I'm famous. So we've had quite a fun little week. Instead of working, like I would normally do, and my work is very fun, uh, I ended up indulging in some cafe culture with uh, my little Sanamon. Which sounds lovely, and it, it is obviously lovely to hang out with him and go eat scones with some cute little, you know, preschooler. But he's deadly. He's an absolute terror. He's such a flirt that everywhere you go there's like little old ladies cooing and falling over fainting and and he's laughing at them and he wears little glasses if you've seen pictures of him on instagram so he, he like he looks over his glasses and he's got really long eyelashes that kind of bat against his glasses so he like bats his eyelashes at them and he giggles at them and pretends he's shy and it's just. That borderline between being embarrassed at how blatant he is and being really proud of this clear talent, this superpower he has for charming anyone that comes within sort of five feet of him. So I'm sure he's got his key worker wrapped around his little pinky finger already with his cuteness and his, you know, batting his eyelids. But he's, yeah, he's in his new place now and hopefully that will be the end of that, if you will. So it's not been, the, you know, the, ad, the ideal week of getting after half term, you know, let's get back into it, let's get back into work, and I've got all these big plans. It's not quite turned out the way I planned, but you know, this is a good result by the end of the week, so it's a little bit late on the podcast, but I'm sure you will all understand why that has had to be the case. I've been doing a bit of travelling recently, went off on a little trip to the States for a weekend to... um a conference which was really exciting and a bit different the states is brutal (laughs) it's just like wow crazy i'm I'm so british now there's nothing makes you feel more british than going somewhere where you're not in britain and there are no brits particularly if the brit the non-brits don't understand your sense of humor Um, it can be a little bit tricky i'm I'm blessed with lots of lovely american listeners who you get it um But there's a lot of Americans who just don't get the British sense of humour at all. So quite often I'll sat there with the sort of tumbleweed moment thinking, well, am I really not that funny? And then I was like, no, you just really don't get my jokes. It's fine. I can't trust you because you don't laugh at my jokes, but it's fine that you don't understand them. So I've had lots of, of cool, interesting stuff on and exciting plans for what's going to come next and obviously came back full full of you know everything to like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and this is my plan and then i've just had basically 15 hours lopped off my work week um at best 10 hours lopped off my work week so i'm losing a week a month now (laughs) because of this nursery stuff because it's different hours but you know that just means that we're going to have to be a lot more selective, we're going to have to make sure that whatever we do is really worth doing in that time, you know, I'm, I firmly believe that you can um, build a business and do all that kind of stuff in whatever time frame you have available to you, you just need to be smart about it, so yep, it's all still happening, it's just been a little bit like, when it's your kids and stuff and you're trusting people to look after them, Um you know, it is, you do take it very personally. It does knock your confidence if you find it that the place that you very carefully chose wasn't what they said they were. So, anyway, no need to worry about any of that stuff. He's fine, he's fine. Nothing bad happened to him. He's bulletproof. Um, so what have we got on the show for you today? Well, I have a little bit of quick, shiny-related news regarding my next th- thing if you will Uh, i've got some news about yarn shop day and where i'm gonna be then along with a lot of other very cool people and and i also have a review of the london craft guide and then i've got a bit of whipping piccadilly news it's been probably about a month so time to update on the projects and what i've been working on slowly very slowly pico bind off Over the last few weeks. So, get yourself a cup of tea, get comfy, get your knitting, put your feet up, get some cozy slippers on, and we will crack on with the show. So, first up, a little bit of shiny news. When I did the listener survey back at the end of last year after the podcast awards, There was loads of really good feedback on that, about what sort of stuff you would like to see, what good parts of the podcast there are, what parts you don't like so much, what things you would like to hear me talk about. And within that, there were a couple of themes. So there were a few requests for interviews with certain people, some of the same people, and I'm I'm working on that for you. And there were some requests for things like having an alpaca month instead of, well not instead of, like the mohair month, and that sort of thing, which again, I'm working on fitting into my content calendar for the year. But there were also a lot of requests for business related things and what sort of stuff people would like to hear about regarding that. So... I've been having to think about how best to do it because some people were asking for a separate blog and podcast, and um, the people who weren't necessarily that interested in that content were more. Don't put that any more business stuff in than already is with the interviews and things, um, which is also fine as well. It's a knitting podcast, not a uh, a business podcast. Um, but I wanted to do something that would help those people who want the knitting businessy. Small business type content to be expanded. So, I am in the middle of creating uh, something to address that. In the meantime, I have uh, created an open Facebook group. And a lot of people don't like Facebook groups, but this Facebook, don't fight it. I don't even like Facebook, but they dominate everything and they make it too easy for us all not to be on there um, because they're evil geniuses. Um, are not a benign evil geniuses I think they're probably not benign evil geniuses but they're doing a very good job of making money and um, it's over on there and it's called Chinese Hive that's going to be the working sort of title slash actual title of what I'm trying to create for people and I'm in the middle of starting up a beta for that with some select individuals that I know very well or have worked with before so I can get all of that ready but in the meantime there is a totally free group that you can join if you're interested in running a small business in the knitting industry or elsewhere or you want to get tips on particularly my thing is strategy strategy and systems is is what I do I can do PR I can do a lot of other things but I like strategy and systems mostly so organizing things getting everything run really efficiently making sure that whatever you do is worthwhile and not just doing things for the sake of it um, and how that all kind of translates into what you put out there in the world your marketing plan and how the stra- the strategy and marketing come together basically because a lot of people struggle with that So as I say, it'll be a free group, I'll be in there chatting, sharing resources, answering questions, all that kind of shizzle, Um, and that's sort of my way basically of um, offering all those who are interested in the business stuff a little bit more of what they like, because I can't at this stage commit to a whole podcast, and I can't necessarily do a whole blog on it at this stage, because there's there's something else that I'm working on as, as well in the meantime, um and hashtag constraints only got 25 hours a week to do it in now um but I wanted a place for you all to gather together because I know there's a lot of people who just come for the knitting there's a lot of people who come from the dogs in knitwear and there's a lot of people who come from for um helpful tips about how to um, save time and be more efficient and how to put systems into your business so that you can outsource things or that it makes it easier for you to run if you want to remain just you in the business so that we can you know bring in software and and all sorts of things to make it easier so i'll put a link in the show notes to that it's a closed group you can request to join it's called shiny's hive brackets open um because there will be a pro version and um yeah come on over if you're interested in that sort of stuff if you came to my webinar the other week or came to one at edinburgh or anything like that and you want to um find some other nitty business peeps or um such like to join in with and chat to then that will be a good place to do it so come on over and join me there also in news very excited yarn shop day 30th of april 2016 it's in the uk organized by let's knit magazine and let's get crafting i am going to be partaking in some festivities at countessa blaze at her studio in swinton in manchester she is Having over for the day, Brit Yarn, Isla Brit Yarn, also a friend of the show, and purveyor of fine British breed yarns, only British yarns, very, very pro-British philosophy and woolly principled philosophy. You can find her over at BritYarn.co.uk. Planning on getting hair on the podcast for an interview too soon. And um, she's basically coming over with um, Brit Yarn and doing a trunk show in Countess Blaze in her studio. And there's gonna be cake and there's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be there. I think Louise Knit British is gonna be there. Tons of cool people are gonna be there. It's a great studio. It's really easy to get to from Manchester. You just get I mean, for me I can get a train and get off on the way to Manchester. But if you get a train to um Manchester itself and then you can get another train out to Swinton, it's about 15 minutes and then it's a five minute walk from the train station it's super super easy to get there she does a brilliant i've been to her parties and i've been to her knit afternoons and she does a brilliant spread and she does a fantastic party so i would heartily recommend that you come along and join in with that now i appreciate a lot of my listeners are not in the uk and I'm probably frustrated at missing out on this, so I will try and include you during the day. I don't know if I'll be on Periscope. I've sort of moved on from Periscope a little bit. Um, but I may well be on Facebook Live or something like that. Um, we'll be showing lots of Instagram photos. We'll take some video footage to share with you for something a bit different. I'm not really sure yet. I will wait and see what takes my fancy. Um, but it will be colorific, calorific and definitely a lot of fun. You can find everything to do with Countess Blaise at www.countessablaze.com including her fab yarns. There are, there are not going to be any more updates to her website until after yarn shop day so she's dying just for that so I'm super excited to see what she's going to have available. And Brit Yarn can be found at brityarn.co.uk. So on to the review. review you were promised a review you shall get today. I have made some notes as usual so you might hear a little bit of crackling on the old paper. I only ever really write notes when I'm doing a review of something so I don't forget everything that I thought about. Most of the time it's just like headings. Um, I don't write scripts or anything so that's why you don't often hear too much crackling unless I'm talking about a review. But anyway, today's review is the London Craft Guide by the girls at Yarn in the City, Alison Thistlewood and Rachel Brown. You may be familiar with them, they've been on the show before and they actually interviewed me a few weeks ago for their show and we talked about Yarny Community. They're both based in London but they are Canadian and American respectively. Alison is from Canada and Rachel is an American. And they lived in London and they are also the organisers of the Great London Yarn Crawl, as well as the Yarn in the City marketplace. So they very kindly sent me this book and asked me to review it, which of course I agreed to do. And um here are my thoughts for you. I like it. Just going straight in there with a spoiler. And I like the way that it is laid out. A bit like a Lonely Planet Guide. Um like the Lonely Planet Guide to Yarn Shops in London, really. It's quite reminiscent of that sort of style. It is um quite a a a decent sized book that's split into three sections with regard to the actual information about what is Available in terms of yarny and haberdashery and fabric shops in the London slash greater London area. I think this is um, quite a good approach because most people don't just do one thing. A lot of people who knit also sew. Everybody loves buttons and haberdashery and frippery and bits and pieces. Accoutrements to um, adorn the knits, sews, crochets or whatever else they make and um it gives a really solid overview of all three of those sort of topics with shops listed underneath each one according to how um how skewed in 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 that particular direction they are and what do I mean by that well a lot of yarn shops carry uh frippery as well and buttons and haberdashery and um if it carries mostly yarn and a bit of haberdashery, it's under yarn shops. If it's all fabric and a bit of yarn, it's under fabric shops. So some of these shops do carry more than one thing. And in the kind of preamble for each of the listings, they will say it carries this. It carries just buttons. It carries everything, you know, there's um, there are obviously that shops are on a scale for that sort of thing. Um, It also comes with nine projects to make that are both knitted, crocheted and sewn. So a little bit of an extra there as well. As well as a section on day trips in different cities or areas in the south of England. So if you're over for a visit perhaps and you're doing London but maybe you're going out to visit Oxford. there's, There's a listing for Oxford, there's one for Cambridge. So... Quite a kind of nod to the tourism aspect, certainly, and given a bit extra there in terms of once you've done London, what else could you do on your trip? Also, there are tons and tons of photographs of all the different shops and stuff they've got inside them, which is always good when you're trying to decide what you want to do because London is not the smallest of places and getting anywhere seems to take at least 45 minutes if not an hour and a half no matter what the distance is so obviously you're going to want to make sure that if you're going to go and visit these places that it's worth your while and that they actually that you fancy going you know and they're going to have stuff that you want to have a look at and potentially buy so i think that is a strong point of the book as well and we we already know I do like a good photograph i do like that visual aspect of it as well I do put quite a heavy emphasis on that with things especially pattern books but with things like this as well where you really need to get a feel for what you're going to be getting when you get there they've also included a section on mini craft calls within London itself so if you're going at a time when they're not doing the London yarn crawl and you want to do your own little version then there are some suggested routes for you to try Um, When it comes to the patterns then, skipping to the important part obviously, there are nine patterns for various things in, as I said, knitted, crocheted and sewn format and I'll give you a quick overview of what they are now, very brief so you can get a, a feel for what's included. The first one is Because Sock Yarn, which is a mitts and scarf slash shawlette set that's basically designed for a skein of sock yarn. Quite a cool idea because quite often when we go and visit places we buy a souvenir skein and this would be the ideal kind of project to team up with that. Then there's Candy Bag, which is a crocheted bag made up of individual granny squares. And this is handy because if you are travelling around, granny squares are quite small and easy to transport. Then there is Going Underground, which is a sewn bag with a wrist strap. What I particularly liked about this is there's a little pocket for your Oyster card within the bag, which is quite clever. Because um, they're a bit hardcore in London. It's like, no, you can't give me money. No, you've got to pay with a card. You're like, card, card, card all the time. um Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Just use a card. Um, so it's quite handy, obviously, to have that very close by because there's no messing about it. If you don't have it to hand, if there's any faffing whatsoever, they talk, they half, they're like moaning about it. Just like, you hate London, move out. If you hate London this much, just leave, really. I don't like London, can you tell? Um, nothing to do with the book. Everything to do with how grumpy people are because they spend hours commuting every day. Just move to the country, really. Um, next up... <laughs> is the Knightsbridge shawl this is a lace shawl then there is the knitter's tool roll which is as it sounds, it's a tool roll for your knitting um stuff and uh sewing bits and pieces then there is la ville de, la, uh, de l'amour la Ville de l'amour yeah la Ville de l'amour excuse my french i haven't spoken french in a long time um which are a pair of socks with an eiffel tower inspired pattern on them which i'll come back to in a bit and then the Southbank shawl is is encompassing everything that I call masculine lace. It's a real lacy shawl, but it's not free frou like the Knightsbridge one, which is what I would call free frou lace. This is masculine lace. Um, I quite like that one. Then we have the Waterloo mitts, which are a red, white, and blue set of colourwork fingerless mitts designed by Alison and Rachel. They're quite cool. And then the Zigging Cat and Coal. And they that's a matching set in an iron weight yarn. Um, I'm not sure about the hat, though, because it doesn't look long enough to go down over your ears. It looks like a hat It finishes above your ears, which that would just bug me. Um, It could just be the way the model's wearing it. It looks quite tight, though. I'm not sure. I would have to have a look at it and try a sample on before I could pass judgment. But the cowl is very nice, and the patterning on it is very nice, too. So they are the patterns, then, that you get included in the book. So you've got your listings of your shops. You've got some suggested routes You've got your patterns. You've got alternatives in other areas of the South UK. So what is my sort of verdict? I've got some good things, as always, and I have some things that I would perhaps do differently, um, as always, because I like it to be balanced. And then you know that I'm, you know, what I say is true, basically. And it is my honest opinion. Um, Because I don't get paid for any, any of these. I don't get any, you know, sort of... Top draw money for it. I only review things that I want to review, and I only review things that I think you're going to be interested in. And I always review them in an honest way and a constructive way. um I hope. And there's never anything that's utterly dreadful because if it was absolutely, absolutely utterly dreadful, I would give them a chance to pull it first because I'm not going to lie to you all. <laughs> so basically, if it's rubbish, I'm like, do you really want me? To, um, this is what I'm going to say. Do you really want me to review this? Luckily that's not the case with this one, although as with everything there are a few points of improvement. So what did I like? I really liked the amount of detail on each of the shops. There was a lovely big paragraph, great pictures to go with it and what I also liked is in, with all of this there were loads of tips about oh if you're hungry go try this this area is really famous for this you know you get great African fabrics here you if your hubby doesn't like or your partner who's come with you doesn't like uh, weaving send them here because they would like that and loads of really good in like, it feels like a real insider's guide to all of these shops which it is because they live there and they go to these shops all the time I also like how they included suggested trips in the south of England just to make it a bit of a bigger um, document and to to cater for that tourist market, Um, as I said. And I like the way it was organised into your yarn, fabric and uh, haberdashery section and also the suggested little mini crawls that they put in of shops. Um, which makes it a bit easier for you to figure out which ones you want to go and do, depending on whereabouts in London you are, because as I've said, London is quite a big place, certainly Greater London is a big place, and it's not, everything isn't as close to get to as you'd think, and there's a lot of travelling involved. What would I have done differently? Um, First of all, it, to do with the patterns. Some of the pattern names or themes don't really make sense to me, I'm not really sure why there's an Eiffel Tower-inspired pair of socks. And they are lovely, don't get me wrong, they are a beautiful pair of socks. Um, in a lovely British yarn. I don't see how that fits into a London craft guide. Um, from a theming point of view, just looking at, at this as a this is the theme of the product, this is what we're talking about, this is what we're advertising, we're all about London. I don't I don't get that. And some of the other projects, I think. Had really good themed London names and they fitted in really well. And some of the other projects could have had the names tweaked, I think, to make it feel a lot more kind of coherent. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with the projects at all, because as I've said, the Eiffel Tower socks are really pretty. I just don't get why they're in a London craft guide. so that that's what I would have done differently and it's not you know that it's no slight on the quality of the patterns or anything like that this is purely a I guess it's just superficial if you want to look at it like that but I've got to be I've got to be super critical this is my opinion um so although they are lovely and I'm not taking anything away from the actual designs and patterns the way they're written I've got no issues with any of that I would just have preferred to see it all themed with london based names and also not all of the yarns are british there are quite a lot of canadian yarns in there and i can see why because obviously it's like pointing back to alison being canadian and obviously rachel is north american and you know they are beautiful yarns if it was me i would have i would have had all british yarns ideally all london yarns and ideally all london designers because i just feel that would have made it a more coherent product that being said the other yarns that we used were really nice yarns. I'm just, this is how I would do it. Um, Also, one thing that I thought was a really obvious omission, and this is because I'm a geographer and I have got a thing about maps, clearly. <laughs> uh, there is no map. There is no map in there. And I just think I would really have liked to see a map with... The look in within London, little dots to show where things were. Even if it wasn't like a super detailed map, and just even a, an illustrated, stylized map or something, just for me to be able to see spatially where things are. Um, because otherwise, it 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 can be quite difficult to figure out. Well, I don't want to follow your set route. Maybe you live in northwest London, and you want to do a couple in west London, a couple in north London, but they're not they're not grouped like that. So I would have put a map in, and I think that would have really added to um, the whole book without it being a really a big deal and for it only being one page um, but other than that as I said on the good point then I my only not saw that that's what I wouldn't have done points and actually are you going to die in a ditch from any of them no it's just that's the way I would have done it um, but I think you know the amount of detail you get on shops and Um, all the little tips, the little tips if you're visiting I think are the real strength of this book rather than necessarily the patterns, I think the book could probably have stood on its own without all the patterns in, although they're a nice addition so in summary, if you're going to go to London and you want to go and see the yarn shops and things this would be a really quick way for you to get a really good overview of everything that's available there Um, but you won't have a map so (laughs) The um recommended retail price for this is £16.50 for a print copy and you can get a digital copy for £14 and it is available from yarninthecity.com. So considering you're getting nine patterns um, for that, and some of them are like two in one because you get the hat and, and cowl and you get the hat uh, the scarf and mitt, so it's 11 really, um, for 14 quid digital, you know that's pretty good value on the pattern front. Um, So definitely worth a look, as I say, you can find everything to do with the London Craft Guide, which this is my review thereof, by uh, Yarn in the City, Alison Thistlewood and Rachel Brown at yarninthecity.com On to whipping Piccadilly then, and there hasn't been a lot of whipping going on. Now, I appreciate since I started the podcast, there has been a lot of people join in that maybe missed the initial reason why it's called Whipping Piccadilly section, and Whipping Piccadilly with an H, not without the H, as in the Whipping Work in Progress Piccadilly. Um, is a song by Gomez, who are a sort of indie band, and the song, um just inspired the name with him Piccadilly because uh, I like the song. Um, and I'm, I don't think I'm going to sing it for you right now, but it basically goes, once upon a time, not too long ago, I took a day out in Manchester. We all fall down. There's not enough hours in the day. Um, and then I, at one point I used to play part of the song. It used to go... It's very catchy. I'll put a link... Um, in the show notes. You can go watch the video and admire Gomez. And that's why it was called Whipping Piccadilly and not, you know, On The Needles or any other kind of, of actually knitting <laughs> related name. Um, but On The Needles, Whipping Piccadilly, whatever you call it, this is the works in progress section. And there are a few works in progress First up we have Voodoo by Boo Knits. Yes, I'm still knitting the shiny bead along uh, project from January. I am knitting the pattern Voodoo by Boo Knits. It's a beaded shawl. It is available on Ravelry and I'm knitting it in the Golden Skeins Autumn yarn by Travel Knitter and it is a 50% baby camel, 50% silk yarn and it's a glorious red colour, and I'm very, very much enjoying the process of knitting it. I'm currently at the cast-off part. It's a Pico cast-off, which is taking me, actually, forever. It's ridiculous. I've watched about five or six episodes of House of Cards, and granted, this may be a bad idea, because House of Cards is not conducive to concentrating on casting off, because you're sort of gripped, and you have to stop and look at the screen and see what Frank and Claire are up to. And doesn't she have the most fantastic shoes? And how does she have such a long, graceful, un-wrinkled neck? How, how is that? And how can she have like like quite flat hair and it still look really nice? I, I'm distracted by all of these things, but mostly because they're doing you know really crazy stuff, and I have to stop and look up and and just stop knitting. And concentrate because I'm aghast at what's happening. So maybe it is my choice of viewing material whilst casting off, or maybe it's just it's a pico cast off and it takes forever. Um, especially when it's like a 500 and odd stitch cast off to start with, and then for every stitch you're adding two more stitches and then casting them off. Um, it's quite long, quite long. But I need the cable. That I've used for that to cast on my uh, sparkly lush, my sparkly red lush. So at the moment I can't actually cast it on because I refuse to buy another cable. Um because if I do it'll sit there forever, so I've got to force myself to cast it off. and um, I've really, really loved doing the pattern and I got I got some beads, um, even though I, I ran out of beads, and my usual supply of crystals and ice were out of beads also, and the annoying thing about bead purveyors on the internet is that they don't label it by the actual name. So I went to search for the name that I'd bought it under and nobody had. When actually if I looked under the, the product number, they did have, because they've all got a different describe uh, well descriptor uh, for that name, so obviously it doesn't come up in the searches. So I found someone else that could tell me the uh, beads. And I got them sent out. They didn't arrive in time for my big trip to Vegas. So I ended up casting something else on. I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, basically I finished uh, all of the beading stuff. And I just love beading. I just love beaded knitting. I don't know what it is. Because it's not the quickest. But it's just super satisfying for me. I know some people don't like it. Like um, lovely Ecky Helen. Who's a super ninja knitter. And I always look and think, I wish I could knit as quickly as you and as nicely as you do. She hates beaded knitting. And it isn't for everyone. Um, But if you've been thinking about trying it and you haven't, Jane Burns, who you'll find at janeburns.co.uk, has just released a super cool uh, how to learn to bead or how to do beaded knitting in 26 seconds video. It's really good. And... Honestly, I thought beaded knitting was a really big thing, and dead hard, and then when I saw a few YouTube videos, I was like, yeah, it's not that hard, and it really isn't, but as I've said before, YouTube videos can be really hit and miss, and she's just done a video, and literally, if you watch that, you will do a beaded knitting project, you will try it. Because it makes it so look as easy as it actually is, basically. So, I'll put a link to that one in the show notes as well. She's just released a book on beaded socks, which is interesting, and I'll be reviewing that in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, I'm still I'm still battling with with my bonnet shawl, and I do love it, but I just want it cast off. Now she does offer two cast offs for this project, one of which is a crocheted one. And that looks quite gothic. It's got the really long, really typical looking boujol, really long, pointy, dramatic edging. um, Which is the, the crochet cast off and you put another bead on the bottom of that. And I do have enough beads left but I just didn't want anything too. It is a little bit gothic for me, but not massively, uh, but it was more a case of, obviously with the children and stuff, having little thin bits of yarn with a bead on the end. I don't really know how practical that is, so I decided to go for the Pico uh, cast off instead. Despite knowing how absolutely painful it is to conduct this type of cast off, I decided to do it anyway. So I'm working my way through that, but the, the pattern itself is super, super easy to follow, and I've really enjoyed knitting it, and I'm looking forward to picking up my next Boo shawl and cracking on with that. As I mentioned, I also uh, cast on a new Project, you probably saw it on Instagram. I was uh on the plane and decided I was gonna cast treat myself to a cast on and I had three seats to myself, so I had my feet up on the plane and I had this new cast on and it was free-song by uh Brittany Wilson. I am knitting this for my amazing assistant LJ, who is not a knitter yet, but is very very perilously close to becoming one. And um, it's knit in the Toilet and Trouble uh, Patagonica Cyan from the Golden Skeins Winter Quarter, which was last year. And it's a really pretty sort of dark grey, light grey, mint green and natural sort of colourway. It's coming out really pretty. I like the way that the pattern is turning out. It's going to be really nice because it's not too frou because she's not a frou-frou kind of girl at all. Um, so it's masculine lace. I do like a bit of masculine and um, garter stitch and really kind of flexible and she really liked that yarn so I decided I was going to knit or something in it and um, I'm enjoying it. The pattern, I have to say, is a bit confusing. I got confused at several points during the pattern so far, about what I should be doing where, because of the way it was worded. Now, I'm sure this has nothing whatsoever to do with the gin consumption. I'd only had one gin, and I'm used to knitting after gin, so this should not have been a problem, but I'm just, I think because I'm very kind of loyal to certain designers and they have a very particular way of explaining things and it is very explicit what you need to do with these designers like your Claire Devines and your Boonets. When someone sort of doesn't write it that way, I find it a bit more difficult to, to follow and understand it. Um So once I got my head around the way that they'd written it, I was fine, but I think, I don't know if they had a tech editor but they probably. But the pattern you know, is good, it's pretty, uh, the yarn is very nice to knit with and it's coming out in a really tonal, pretty way. So I think, um, although she's not a pretty, pretty type of girl, I think she's going to enjoy this uh, item when it's finished. So I need to kind of carry on with that. And otherwise I'm just waiting to cast on my Lush my Tin can Knits for the Rewind Knit Along. Um, everyone else is cracking on, some people have finished, there's some really cute little Lush projects, there's some really cute Team Not Lush, hashtag Team Not Lush projects over in the thread. There's still plenty of time to join in if you want to, because um, I've not started yet because cause I need the cable, and um, it seems to be going really well over there, I'm having quite a lot of fun, Um people are, you know, some people are doing the first ever garment, which is amazing and we're all all having a good time, so I'm looking, I'm just savouring it, I'm I'm so looking forward to casting that on once I get this uh, cable back and get it finished, I'm not looking forward to blocking the voodoo, there should be a service, there should totally be a service for blocking, there should be a service for casting off frankly, Um, but there should definitely be a service for blocking uh, of knits, because it's going to be totes fiddly, But worth it, worth it, I'm sure, because the yarn is beautiful. It's going to be one of those real statement pieces when it's finished. And then, of course, I'll get to knit my beautiful, sparkly red cardigan. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. In terms of my commit for the year, my word for the year, and my committed projects for the year, I'm currently at no finished garments. (laughs) But it's good. I'm enjoying my knitting. I don't get an awful lot of time to knit. And I'm enjoying the knitting that I am doing. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, my, my Owls, Owligan cardigan is is getting there. I'm on the, the sleeves, but that's sort of been put to one side for more exciting beaded projects. So, um, I have no update in regards to my four garments for the year commitment. But I'm sure next quarter there will be... <laughs> it's a goal it's not set in stone if you set knitting goals at the beginning of the year and you're not meeting them because you want to knit something else you know what that is fine that is fine it's all about knitting what you want to knit in the time frame that you want to knit it and if you want to change your mind change your mind there's nothing wrong with that um it's just all about avoiding that disappointment of not achieving what you wanted to achieve regardless of whether you've changed your mind about what you wanted to achieve or not so i'm still i'm still looking to achieve the same goal but it's just going to be compressed in other areas of the year i think and and that's that really so that's my round of, of what i'm working on at the moment and what's what's whipping figidely as it was And I don't really have a fancy in it at the moment. Um, I'm being quite restrained. I'm I'm keen to get into this lush cardigan, so that's sort of taking up all my mental space. But get yourself on to the group on Ravelry or email me and let me know what you're working on and uh, what you've got on your weapon for list at the moment because everybody loves a bit of enabling. So share your patterns with me and uh, and maybe I can get even less (laughs) done. but get plenty of inspiration along the way so i'm afraid that's all we have time for this week i hope you've enjoyed the show next week you can look forward to helen stewart of the curious handmade podcast coming onto the show and doing an interview with my good self talking about all of her design work she's, she's really good fun i quite like her and in the meantime all that remains for me to say is i hope you'll have a great week happy crafting and i'll speak to you all again soon bye you've been listening to the shiny bees podcast a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy, and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog. Or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by our Music Alley, and it is Adam and the Walter Boys, and I Need a Drink. I Need a Drink.